From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. that you have joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is bringing a series of studies in the earthly life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, messages that focus on the Savior Himself, as revealed in His teaching and miracles, His atoning death on the cross, and His glorious resurrection. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text comes from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 13 and verse 5. He hath said, If we can only grasp these words by faith, we have an all-conquering weapon in our hand. What doubt will not be slain by this two-edged sword? What fear is there which shall not fall, smitten with a deadly wound, before this arrow from the bow of God's covenant? Will not the distresses of life and the pangs of death, will not the corruptions within and the snares without, will not the trials from above and the temptations from beneath, all seem but light afflictions, when we can hide ourselves beneath the bulwark of, He hath said. Yes, whether for delight in our quietude, or for strength in our conflict, He hath said must be our daily resort. And this may teach us the extreme value of searching the Scriptures. There may be a promise in the Word which would exactly fit your case, but you may not know of it, and therefore you miss its comfort. You are like the prisoners in the dungeon, and there may be one key in the bunch which would unlock the door, and you might be free. But if you will not look for it, you may remain a prisoner still, though liberty is so near at hand. There may be a potent medicine in the great pharmacopoeia of Scripture, and you may yet continue sick unless you will examine and search the Scriptures to discover what He hath said. Should you not, besides reading the Bible, store your memories richly with the great promises of God? You can recollect the sayings of great men. You can treasure up the verses of renowned poets. Ought you not to be profound in your knowledge of the words of God? so that you may be able to quote them readily when you would solve a difficulty or overthrow a doubt. Since he hath said is the source of all wisdom and the fountain of all comfort, let it dwell in you richly as a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. So shall you grow healthy, strong, and happy in the divine life. I read. 
Help me see, Lord, help me learn. Holy Spirit, from its pages lead the way. Come and melt my stubborn will. Make my heart and soul be still. As I read your word, may I heed it and Jesus Christ seek to witness to the unsaved, they are frequently met by a variety of questions. These might include such queries as, why did Christ have to be God? Did God create evil? Or how do we know that the Bible is the Word of God? Dr. Cairns answers these and many other questions on a DVD presentation called Q&A with Alan Cairns. In all, Dr. Cairns responded to over 50 such concerns, We're happy to be able to provide you, free of charge, a DVD containing all of these video portions, about five hours of guidance from God's Word for problems which face the 21st century Christian. You may have a copy simply by requesting it. Just ask for the DVD, Q&A with Alan Cairns. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you wish, you may write us at Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Here's an excellent way to provide scriptural answers to family and friends regarding the challenging questions facing believers in this day.
Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues to deal with the spiritual lessons found in Christ's healing of the blind man, as recorded in Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. As the text indicates, at Christ's first touch, the man received sight, but it was blurred and indistinct. At the second touch, he saw all men clearly. Dr. Cairns is drawing a number of spiritual lessons from this unique event. This was an occasion in which the Lord Jesus revealed himself to the disciples in a new way. Even those who are saved often need that second touch from Christ to see him as they should. Sometimes we need that second touch to see the true condition of the people around us. Then, amid the many burdens of this earthly life, we need Christ's second touch to give us encouragement and strength. May the Lord minister to all our hearts as Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of this message, the Christ of the second touch. Oh, we need to see Christ aright. Seeing him right will help us with our assurance. We, need, we then obviously need to be see, able to see men aright in their true light, not as trees walking. I don't want to push this too far, but, you know, I think there's a lot of spiritual truth in this, that the way many Christians look out on their fellow men, they look on them and they see them as no different from trees. The only difference is they see them moving as far as the value they put upon their souls uh, as evidenced by the vigor and the effort that they put into reaching those souls or praying for those souls or being interested in those souls. As far as a value in their souls is concerned, we tend to treat men as if they were only trees, as dead, as useless as eternally insignificant. We need to see men through the eyes of the Lord. That will certainly fuel our evangelism. We need to be able to see the things around us in true perspective. Obviously, if he saw men as trees walking, he couldn't have told a tree from a dog or a man or a cat. or no, He didn't know. He didn't have a clear vision of the things around him. We need to be able to see them in their true perspective, and that will certainly help overcome fear and unbelief. In other words, when you look at yourself this morning, I think you'll see we need to cry to the Christ who gives the second touch. Think of this and follow it through, for it not only deals with people who are afflicted with a species of blindness. Some have been born again, but they're still babes. I've said this a hundred times, and I say it again. A baby is a beautiful creation. And as long as as it should be a baby, enjoy its being a baby. The most heartbreaking thing in the world for any parent is to see that child remain a babe when it ought to be growing toward manhood in the physical realm. That is a tragedy. And yet, in the spiritual realm, 
we find our churches populated with babes of great age. If you're one of those people, a babe still, you can't endure the strong meat of the Word of God. You don't have a taste for strong meat. According to Hebrews 5, you do not have your senses exercised in the dutiful and faithful study of the Word of God. That you're always in the shallows. That your religion is a religion of surface experience without ever following Christ into the depths. If you're still a babe, you need to cry for the second touch. Lord, touch me again. He touches the babes to make them men, to fulfill what Paul commanded the Corinthians in understanding be men, be mature. Perhaps it's not babyhood your problem. Perhaps it's just plain, downright backsliding. I don't know your heart, but the Lord does. But I have news for you today that if you're one of those who say, yes, God touched me and gave me life. Christ met me and saved me. I remember times when I walked with him and talked with him and enjoyed his fellowship. But today, my heart is cold and dead and careless. My prayer life is perfunctory, and I have neither desire nor delight in it. I read the Bible, but it may as well be written in Chinese for all the good that it does me. I come to church, and I sit through as dead, careless, indifferent. And yet my conscience will not let me rest. What I've just described is backsliding. You don't need to go back to being a drunkard or a thief to be a backslider. You should read the second and third and fourth chapters, many others, but they will do for a start of the prophecy of Jeremiah. Read what the Lord is saying there about backsliding. Read the questions that he piles up, dozens of them, in Jeremiah 2 and 3 as he probes the reasons. Why are you doing this? What's the cause of this? Then he makes a remarkable statement. According to the law of God, in the case of a divorce... It is wicked and abominable for those who have divorced 
at a later stage, say, to give up another marriage and come back and say, we will constitute that first marriage. That relationship is abominable and unclean according to the law of God. And yet he says, yet he says, there has been a great divorce between backslidden Israel and her divine husband, the Lord of glory. But I say unto you, return. Return. Why? That's just an Old Testament way of stating this New Testament truth. Our Christ is the Christ of the second touch. For the backslider, he touches them to make them clean. If you're one of those people that Peter described who lack the graces, the growth and grace that Second Peter 1 uh, sets before us, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and so on, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Well, to such he gives the promise and the call to restoration. I've quoted or referred to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 1, and then 22, he says, Return again to me, saith the Lord. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. And here's the response. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. No, oh, I trust today that that will be a response in hearts that are cold and afflicted with backsliding. Thou art the Lord our God. Behold, we come to thee. And thank God if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we confess, Lord, we have lost the vision. We cannot see clearly. He comes with the second touch. Perhaps it's not backsliding that afflicts you, but great burdens. I think of Elijah and realize that he touches the burdened to give them strength. Elijah, who like most of the great men of Scripture, failed God at his strongest point. Elijah, the indomitable warrior. Elijah, who could stand against odds of 850 to 1, standing alone on the mountaintop, a veritable mountain himself in terms of courage, consecration, and commitment to God and his cause. And yet, after that great victory, he falls into the black hole of depression. He feels the burdens of his ministry. Perhaps one of the most successful prophets in history. And he was wanting to die because he felt a failure. I think that is an affliction of preachers who take their work seriously. F. W. Robertson commanded crowds of thousands 
who hung upon his every word as one of the greatest preachers in England. I think it was at 37 he died, a broken-hearted man, lamenting. He was a failure. That's how Elijah felt. See him there alone in the cave in Horeb. And it's easy for us to read that. You know, if you today were to drive a car from where Elijah started down to Horeb, you would be worn out. He did it on foot, physically, mentally wearied, with the burdens of life crushing him. The Lord came. There was a sound of thunder, but God was not in the great thunderous sound. There was the rush of a whirlwind, but God was not in the whirlwind. Then came the still small voice. The still small voice. The quiet application of the word of kindness, favor, and grace. The second touch of the Master's hand. God fed him. God strengthened him. And he went in the strength of that meat for 40 days. We have a Christ who knows all about burdens. We often sing, O Christ, what burdens bow thy head. And it's true. We have a Christ who knows all about tears and sorrow and anguish and heartache, disappointment, betrayal. He knows all about it. We have a Christ who has been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. In all points tempted, just as we are apart from inbred sin. When you're burdened, let me remind you the old hymn. Actually, not all that old, for its author still is to be found up there in Toronto. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. There's a touch from Christ for every burdened heart today. Cast your burden upon the Lord. That's the command. Bring the complaint to him. I often come to the 42nd Psalm, and I tell the Lord quite openly, David cried, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you feeling so burdened? And I tell the Lord why I feel so burdened. Lord, here's the reason. Now, either the Lord will take the burden away, or if it's not his will to remove the burden, then he'll give the increase of strength to bear it by giving us sight of Christ that will 
make us understand that no matter about the trials or the troubles and the tribulations of this life, they do not change one iota of the everlasting counsel of God, of the glorious truth of the gospel, of the commitment of Christ to his people, or of the fact that he will bring us safely home. He will be glorified either in lifting us out of the evil, the calamity. You find that in Hebrews chapter 11. He did it again and again for some people. Or he may be glorified in strengthening us to bear the otherwise unbearable and bear a good testimony in doing so. And he did that for more of equally good people as recorded in Hebrews chapter 11. He touches the burdened to give them strength. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the Church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. Or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 